this pandemic hits all of us on different levels. We need to talk about some practical ways to help our young people cope. Well, hello again. This is Hal. And I'm Melanie. We want to welcome you for another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. We've been talking about how do you deal with the uncertainty in the lives of your young adults? How can you encourage your 18, 19-year-old, 20, 21-year-old, 26-year-old, 26-year-old, your young adults, (laughs) you know, who are looking around saying, oh my word, the college experience isn't what it used to be. I don't know how I'm going to even start start a relationship under pandemic conditions. My job is a mess. What can I do? What can I do in this situation? And so we were talking about kind of ways to look at it, to counsel them in an earlier segment. Well, you know, but, I think all of our kids from probably 15 or 16 mm-hmm. up until they're married, however old that is, mm-hmm. are in a lot of despair and a lot of turmoil because nothing looks like they expected. And I think that's a that's a, an important an important distinction there because you know our sons that are married and have their they have their wife and they have their kids and whatnot even though their jobs have been turned on their ears yeah and they're working from home they're working from home yeah. and all the rest of it but I don't hear the same complaints coming from them no because they're home with their wives and children you know and and, and that's you know what and that's that's an important thing we brought out in the last segment that. This pandemic hits all of us on different levels. And those of us who are in a settled relationship and a settled, you know, established career and all that are weathering this storm a little differently than the guys who are just on the threshold of starting it all out. Absolutely. Because, you know, when you've been thinking all your life, you knew what starting out looked like. You knew what it would look like to go away to college. You knew what it would look or to start a career, to get a job. To you know, get your first apartment, to find a mate, start yeah. a family. You had an idea of what that looked like, and now suddenly it's all different. You yeah. know, there aren't any um, gatherings. There's there's no group activities. There, you know, there's no dances or going to the theater or going out to dinner at a restaurant. Right. You know, right. it's if you're not currently in a relationship, it's very hard to start one. You know, your career how. You know, how do you interview for a job? How do you mm-hmm. how do you manage classes when it's just all little people on a screen? It's tough. We need to talk about some practical ways to help our young people cope. I think one thing that is really important mm-hmm. is to recognize the sorrow and loneliness of our teens and 20-somethings, 30-somethings mm-hmm. that are not married and recognize they may need to hear from us more often. They need to be, they may need to be invited over more often. Mm-hmm. They need more encouragement because they are feeling lonely and it's tough. That, that, I think that is, uh, I think that's totally correct. And um, being sensitive to what they're feeling, being able to let, let them talk it out, you know, because they probably don't have people to talk it out with. Well, I just spent a couple you know? of days with one of our adult sons who's mm-hmm. single, and mm-hmm. and we were talking about all this and talking mm-hmm. about how hard it is not to just despair. Yeah, you know, and so we talked about some practical things, and he's done. He's taken some practical steps, you know, to connect more with people online, mm-hmm. to reach out and start conversations online, which feels kind of awkward to them sometimes. You know, you think, well, I'm picturing, you know, 
when I'm looking for friendships and relationships, I would normally think, well, what about church? Well, when your church is not meeting or meeting, mm. sitting in their cars or mm. outside that you're supposed to social distance, mm. that's tough. I know our friends in Canada, they're not even allowed to meet at all. Yeah. They, they're, they are definitely in a different, uh, a different regime than we are. And, and the, the things they used to do, mm. you know, have some folks over for a game night. Mm. Now the, the police, the, neighbors are ready to call the police. Yeah. It's tough. So encourage them to be inventive. Mm -hmm. um, some of our guys have started discussion groups online. Mm -hmm. um, they've done um, like conference calls where mm -hmm. they have a prayer group that gets together um, on Sunday nights and, and they all connect mm -hmm. on the phone and, and talk and share Others have um, meetings like mm -hmm. with friends they game with or something where they connect mm -hmm. and they do things together, maybe play games together or connect mm -hmm. on video together. Encourage them to reach out to other people as much as they can. And there's a lot of technology that's out there that's available for free. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that you know, a lot of the video conferencing software and stuff has a free version for limited number of, of seats. And if you're or just 45 having, minutes at a time or, or 45 minutes at a time or something. So. Those are those are definitely options that that we can encourage. And, and I know okay. some of you have discouraged your kids from being involved in social media. Now is not the time to do that. No, I think no. for such a time as this. Yeah, they need that connection. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's if you got young, if you got teens, they need to be coached in how to handle it and how to handle it in a godly way. But mm -hmm. I've been I've been really impressed to see how um, some of our kids have turned their social media presence into, into a godly influence. Mm -hmm. You know, so make sure your kids have a way to connect. You know, I really failed at that earlier in 2020, Hal. Mm -hmm. I did not realize how lonely our kids who were still at home were and realizing, you know, I could chat with friends online. I could, mm -hmm. I had connections mm -hmm. for fellowship that like say my 11 year old didn't, you know, yeah. I realized, maybe I need to set up a tea party or something online with her and her friends. You know, mm -hmm. at one point she said, mom, I can't even remember the last time I saw somebody else. Yeah. You know, our, our state was shut down very hard. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and now, yes, it is. You've got to be careful with kids connecting mm -hmm. online mm -hmm. with other people because they can get in trouble really fast. Mm -hmm. So you can look for safe ways to do that. Maybe you connect, with people you know online. Mm -hmm. Maybe like one thing our family did is they established a Minecraft server for just our family. Mm -hmm. And and so all the single kids and the kids at home and everything play together on Minecraft together. Um, we have friends mm -hmm. that on Scrafty, S-K-R-A-F-T-Y.com, mm -hmm. that, that have a safe Minecraft server if you don't know anybody mm -hmm. who does that. But you, it, it's good mm -hmm. to encourage them to connect because honestly, I think people are losing their social, their social ability in many cases. I was sitting talking to mm -hmm. an elderly friend of mine recently mm -hmm. and, and she said, Melanie, I've about forgotten how to carry on a conversation. Well, and that's something I was just reading, just reading kind of a, a an abstract of some studies that were, that have been done that, that have found that um, with the shutdown, with the pandemic and everything that there has been, you know, really a detectable change in the, if you will, the social skills, particularly of the younger generation, because 
I mean, a lot of them are kind of challenged anyway, just because they do so much online, even in good times. But now when there's no other option, you know, that there's been some further withdrawal and it just makes it ever so much more awkward when they do have a chance to interact live. It, it really so, does. So that's something we're going to need to be aware of as things loosen up again in coaching our young folks. And, you know, if you've been very cautious in the past with, um, your kids doing things online, mm -hmm. they may not even know to ask, or they may just assume you're going to say no. Mm -hmm. And so you may need to bring it up and say, you know, is there a way I can help, I can help you and your friends to connect? Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, Skype is an option. Yeah. That's, Skype a, is, that's a limited channel and you can do video. And you can shut it down through. so that, so that mm -hmm. people can't find your Skype account mm -hmm. that you have to put in the email address of somebody you want right. to connect with mm -hmm. Skype signal, same thing. Uh, create ways for your, for them to connect, encourage them to connect. Okay. I yeah. think, I think too, you know, we talked about this in the last segment that the examples in scripture seem to indicate that although uncertainty is sort of built into our human experience, that God doesn't want it to cripple us from going about, you know, as much of our business as we're able to handle. And I think sometimes we who are maybe are not in the middle of the whirlpool, can point out opportunities to our young folks to say, you know what, I know that you can't, uh, for example, you may not be able to go out and do this particular job that you want to pursue right now because that opportunity shut down. Maybe you can do something else for a time that you can manage, something that's yeah. that's not meant to be your career, that's not meant to be permanent or support a family or buy a house with or anything, but just to say, hey, you know, you're of an age that it's not, it's not right for you to just sit around and binge watch Netflix and wait for the world to open up again. What can you what do? What can you do? Can you start a business? Well, you know, one of, one of our kids said to me the other day, he said, mom, I was reading about this person. <clears throat> I was really encouraged to see that everything important they did in life, they didn't even start that, that direction in their life till they were over 35. Mm -hmm. And I said, son, do you realize that what you and I dad, what your dad and I do now we're right, authors and writers. We didn't. We didn't even start begin to start that till we were forty five. Right. And and mm -hmm. he was like, I really thought about that. I think that to our kids, we, you know, if you're twenty and you had a year of shutdown, that's a twentieth of your life, you know, and it seems like forever. Mm -hmm. And I think they need the perspective of, you know, what. Dad did this for 15 years. He did this for 10 years. And now look what he's doing. And it's entirely different. You've got time. Well, I think, you know, if you're, if, if your goal was to be uh, an internet sensation, to be a, uh, a, a, a pop musician or a professional athlete, you know, early twenties may be the prime of your career. But when you're talking about, you know, when you're talking about a lifetime of doing other things, like you said, a lot of those things come with longer experience, more maturity, and sometimes uh, after your midlife crisis, that yeah. midlife crisis is what kicks you into into the new thing. I mean, that was certainly our experience. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an encouragement we can get. But, I, you know, one of the things that I didn't learn until well into my career was that my identity is not on my business card. Yeah. You know, it's not the name that's painted on my office door. It's um, my identity is in Christ and in the relationships that I have with my family and with my community and all the rest of that. And what I do for a living is something I do for a time. And I think <clears throat> helping our sons to see that, to say, you know what, if you, if you 
start a business and do something that you only do for six months, but you're doing something useful for six months, and then maybe you get a chance to do what you intended to do. That's not wasted time. No. That's not wasted opportunity. That doesn't Well, God doesn't waste any of it because Uh -uh. I I think back to things that we did for a short time Mm -hmm. that really impacted what we ended up doing as an avocation, you know? Mm -hmm. That the Lord just uses all these little threads and pieces of our lives Mm -hmm. in ways that we can't even imagine. And so, you know, say, what, what can you do with the time in front of you? What could you start a business? Could you do something online? Mm. Could you start the book you've been thinking about? You know, what could, what could you do? Well, one of the things you were encouraging our undergraduate about was uh, he couldn't schedule all the classes that that he really wanted to do. You said, you know what, maybe this is an opportunity for you to study ahead to just do some independent study. And then take a clip exam. Get yeah. yourself some college credit on things that, you know, you're not going to need for your career, but you will need to finish degree requirements, something, you know, some of those general education requirements or, you know, what they call it, different colleges. You can take opportunities to do things like that, like right now, and it doesn't have to be permanent. It's not the end of all things, um, but it will keep you from just giving up. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a thing we need to encourage them to say. To say, well, what can you do? And what are you doing? And to remind them that it's not going to last forever. That things are going to change. Mm-hmm. That things are going to get better. That they're going to find their way. That they mm. that the Lord has a plan and you know has direction for their lives. He has a mm-hmm. purpose for their lives. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be you know it's not going to be a waste that the Lord has a purpose for letting them go through this right now. Yeah. And, 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 that's, and, that, and that's something I think we all need to be reminded by people who have a little more experience that, Hey, you're in the middle of a conflict or a transition or a period right now, but it doesn't stay there. You know, yeah. I see that a lot of parents, you know, when their kids hit middle school age and they think, Oh, I've completely lost the battle. This child is lost. No. No, they, they're, they're going through a stage. <laughs> they will get through it. You will both survive it. And we need to be told that. And, you know, the, our young folks that are struggling, looking around at the shutdowns and all the rest, you say, you know what? This is not sustainable long term. Yeah. Either they're going, either the, the virus is going to change and it won't be a problem anymore, or else they'll figure out some way. Or they'll figure out it's not a problem anymore out, or something. You know, they'll figure yeah. out some way to get back to life because we can't sit here for the next 15 years Everybody hiding in our houses, know, yeah. Watch, watching streaming videos. So something is going to change. It's going to loosen up in the near future. And I think that's something we need to encourage our guys with too. We they need hope. Mm-hmm. They they need hope. And they may need us to brainstorm with them mm-hmm. what they can be doing with this time and where they can go next mm-hmm. and how they can connect to people. Because a lot of them are struggling emotionally because they're not getting out out and getting the vitamin d they need they're not getting the social interaction they need they're depressed they're anxious Mm -hmm. they're in despair and they need our perspective as older believers Mm -hmm. they need to point them to the word of god and point them to god's sovereignty and give them hope Mm -hmm. we're out of time hal yeah i have a freebie for you oh what is it if you go to raisingrollmen.com slash college decision Okay. You can download our college decision resource pack free. Mm-hmm. It'll give you a lot of encouragement and hope and ideas about preparing your kids mm-hmm. for college and deciding whether or not they they should go, 
how to go, how to get scholarships, all that stuff. So okay. raisingrollman.com slash college decision. And that's where you can find our blog and you can find our store and all the rest of those resources are at www.raisingrealmen.com. Okay. That's the title of our first book. Also, if you've got any questions, comments, suggestions, requests, whatever, if you want some input into this program and questions that we bring up, we want to encourage you to call our listener response line. And I had it here, but my phone just blinked out. There it is. It's at 919-295-0321. You can leave us a message there. Just let us know if there's something you'd like us to cover. This whole thing was inspired by a question that came from out in our audience somewhere. And so we would love to answer the questions that you're dealing with to see if we can bring some some uh, biblical principles to bear on 21st century life, such as it is. All right. Okay. Look, we do appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. We hope you'll join us again. Until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.